Hey everybody, this is episode 51 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right next to me as always is my pal DeQuincy. Welcome back guys. We know we've uh, kind of left you hanging for a while. Yeah, we have. It's uh, it's good to be back though. We're uh, back to our like regular recording day it seems like, but <laughs> there's actually been a lot going on lately um, in the past couple of days, so it's, it's good to get started early in the week and uh, you know, kind of get to it. Uh, but before we start... Um, did you see the Grammys? I did not watch the Grammys at all. I um, I Twitter watched Gram- the Grammys was a better way to put it. Basically, <laughs> I was on Twitter reading other people's reaction and <laughs> just the black the jokes. Black Twitter is hilarious. That's all I'm gonna say. Did you watch it? I I saw one segment. I saw the Beck performance with Chris Martin from Coldplay. Uh, in my opinion, I think that was a terrible choice. For them to do it because it's such a slow song, like it's a really, really dull sounding song from that album. I think there were some uh, some better songs from that album they could have uh, performed. Uh, that album, you know, by the way, you know, won the Grammy for best you know, best album or whatever. Which one, Bex? Yeah, which was cool. It was a good. I, I really how, was, how you have it? Are you listening to it? Oh yeah. Um, how is it? I mean, it's it's an incredible album. I mean, uh, I learned he, you know, he performed multiple instruments on that album like 14 they said um but yeah i mean it's it's great man it's you know it's not like a real heavy you know like rock and roll album it's um it's pretty mellow and it's it's uh man one one of my tops uh one of my top picks for uh, albums or in my top 10 albums uh article i did at the end of 2014 that definitely made the cut uh, it was it was really good and uh, a bounce back for the guy, which was cool. And, you know, really cool that he won. I was really surprised. Uh, that kind of got me to see if they were, if he performed or not because uh, I got the – yeah, I was kind of Twitter watching it as well, and I got some sort of notification from, like, the Associated Press or whatever. Like, oh, he won. I was like, oh, cool. Um, and then I stuck, stuck around for um, Stevie Wonder and Jamie Foxx going on stage. Um, look, I'm just gonna get it out there. This is the only reason why I brought it up because I wanted to talk about this about Stevie Wonder. <laughs> okay, so they were honoring Stevie, or Jay Fox was like, you know, you know, really, really praising Stevie Wonder for his contributions to the music industry. Um, and then all of a sudden, like everybody stood up, and I think Pharrell was the first one on camera that they showed, and they went to another shot, and it was Paul McCartney. And then, like, the entire, like, building, they, they stood up and gave Stevie Wonder a standing ovation. Paying respect to a great man and yeah, a great but, person. Okay, but what do you do in that situation? Does, does Jay Fox, like, nudge him, you know, on the arm or whatever and say, oh, hey, by the way, you know, they're standing up and giving you a standing ovation. I, I don't, like, I was... I, I felt uncomfortable watching that. You felt uncomfortable? Seriously? Because I was thinking, like... Does he know? Do they not remember that he can't see a standing ovation? But because you can hear a, a large round of applause, mm-hmm. but you you know if you can't see, you, you can't necessarily assume that oh they're going to give me a standing ovation. Can you speak of not being able to see? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you off there that I wanted him to like just stand up. And uh, everybody gave a standing ovation and just take off the sunglasses. Like I see everything all the time. 
time. Surprise, motherfucker! And just right. <gasps> I saw everything always, and y'all nasty. <laughs> but your complaint reminded me of the old Chris Rock joke. Um, how Stevie know what money he giving out? It's just a stack of money to Stevie. He don't know if it's ones or twenties. Yeah, I just I don't want to say it was unnecessary. I just felt like you feel like you if everybody was standing up, you'd be the person in the backbone. Why is everybody standing? He can't see it. I think it'd be the one in the front row being like, "Why is everybody standing? <laughs> I can't see it." And then you'd be the one getting blown up on Twitter. Why is Anthony standing for Stevie Wonder? Team racist. Yeah, I just, you know, not that he doesn't deserve a standing ovation. I just wouldn't think to give the man a standing ovation. Just, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's not that I'm lazy or anything like that. But sure. I mean, can you really fully appreciate a standing ovation if you can't, can't see it? it. <laughs> Only Stevie knows. He's not talking. To us Clearly. at least. Um, I'm surprised that wasn't, for me, I'm surprised that wasn't uh Blowing up on Twitter. That wasn't even like in the top ten. I mean, they're talking about uh, what's it, Iggy Azalea's hair looking like a uh, a piece of bread. Did you see that? No. Oh my god, it like something from banana bread. Uh, did you see what's her name, Rihanna's dress? I saw a picture. Yeah, it looked like she was going to her quinceanera. Right. <laughs> Someone had the gauze and like uh, and a picture of her dress. On the carpet, her and her dress on the red carpet, and someone put googly eyes on the on the dress, and it looked like the pink ghost from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's when, when I saw that. I closed my computer and I said, "I'm done for the night." You you've won this round, Twitter. <laughs> my black Twitter is so interesting because they go all in on everybody. And then, what the hell was Pharrell wearing? Uh, I didn't see it. What, what was he wearing? It wasn't Smokey the Bear hat, was it? No, it wasn't the bear hat. I wish that. I'm sure you know that's he's already throwing that away. You know, it's out of out of style or whatever. Everybody's he's cool, coolly, coolly, cool like that. Pretty much. I'm gonna look it up for you because I want you to see because it was like Grammys for real. Like they should just have the bellhop look that. It was that one right there. Like, he's wearing a jacket with shorts. And his wife was like she's going to audition for Kill Bill 3. <laughs> uh, I've never liked... And some designers, some fashion designers have done that. They've, they've designed... I think they did it mostly in the 80s, I want to say, because I haven't really seen anybody wear it since. Oh, wait. If we're going to talk about Pharrell, let's watch this. Uh, this is Pharrell watching um, Taylor Swift dancing, or trying to dance, rather. Let me get this thing working. Internet is... We need to get, like, stronger than that. Get to work on that. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, um, you're dead to me, Internet. You're dead to me. I think it was... Uh, I think it was in the 80s, they would have uh, some designers design suits with shorts. And, I mean, because that, that's not a mixed combo, that's an actual suit, but with shorts instead. And I've never liked that look. I think it just looks ridiculous. 
Oh, so Taylor's like seven. dancing and everything, and Pharrell's just looking at her. It's like when you bring <laughs> when you bring your girlfriend that you know you're breaking up with to to a party to look at her like I can't wait to get rid of you. <laughs> That's the look on his face. Like y'all see this? This is why we breaking up. You see this? And there's there's video evidence <laughs> as well to corroborate this. Is we are to back up his reasonings. Are we pro or anti Taylor Swift? Because uh, we both say we're pro uh, Katy Perry. I'm kind of indifferent. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too. I don't know. I'd rather not get into it. There's, there's just a lot to, there's a lot to go through about Taylor Swift, and it's really kind of not worth it, I guess. But one of these days we'll. I think that's what we ought to do for an episode. We ought to like talk about different artists that um, their impact on music and pop culture and our views of We should just have good cop, bad cop. Oh, I'll definitely take the bad cop on some some of these people. For sure. I, I for call, sure. I already called bad cop on Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, let's talk about the man of the night, uh, Sam Smith. Walk away with four Grammys. Yeah, like I've only heard I think that one song that was nominated, but uh, good for him. Like the "Stay with Me" song. Yeah, I think so. I've only listened like parts of it, but um, he changed to like I think he had like the same suit, but of like different colors. I guess because I think I saw him like in a blue suit and then a red suit, and it looked like I don't know. It looked like the the material was almost the same, just different colors. But I'm 100 percent going to take your word. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. See what uh, you know. It was a, you know, I, I typically don't watch Grammys, but I was a little intrigued by Beck because I'm a fan of Beck, uh-huh. um, and I heard he was performing, and then I was really you know pleasantly surprised that he won the best album, which was cool. Uh, but the rest of the nominations, I was just like, eh, eh this doesn't do it for me this year. Um, but we're not, we're not, this episode isn't devoted to Grammy talk. Oh, why not? We can go another 20 minutes talking, oh, Seth Smith and how depressing his songs right. are. If he and Adele ever put a song out, people are just going to have mass suicides. <laughs> just depression on top of depression right there. No, it's it's going to be a sad, sad day for everyone. <laughs> Except them, because they'll be making, they'll be raging. Yeah. A godly amount of money. Oh, yeah. Um. But we're here to talk about, for the most part, um, baseball. Baseball's back. We're, what, a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting? Yes. Um, the night that we're recording this, we're like almost exactly a week away. Um, and the last major free agent finally chose a team. Uh, we've been sweating it out this whole time. We've been waiting. Just waiting. And- waiting for, for James Shields to sign. So we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And of course, of course, he goes and signs with San Diego. The team that we've probably talked about the most during the offseason. Yeah, yeah, no. Who would have thought? I would have thunk it. At the end of last of 24, the 2014 season, I would never would have thought I'd be talking as much about the San Diego Padres as we Without have. Without actually moving to San Diego. Pretty much. Um, you know, they... It feels like it's the the completion of their overhaul. Yeah, their all season is done. Yeah, it has to be at this point. But you know, you just never know. I mean, they could very well do, you know, 
they could make you know three or four more moves uh, before they. I really don't think they were expecting to get um, James Shield, especially at the cost they got him. Let's um, go with the contract. Signed a four-year deal for $75 million, I believe. Right. And? And with the option for a fifth year, make it about $88 million. Well, not just that, but and uh, they will lose the 13th overall pick oh, in this yeah, year's draft. Um, which, you know, yeah, that's a lot of money for a 33-year-old pitcher. Um, but that's a pretty high, and that's also a pretty high draft pick for a team to give up on a 33-year-old pitcher. Um, clearly, they're going all in. This 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 move is an all-in signing. Um, again, you know, like I said a few seconds ago, to complete uh, this overhaul of the San Diego Padres, it's been an incredible offseason for this team, just based on the um, the number of moves and. The the talent that they brought to the organization mm-hmm. that's uh, that is uh, major league talent. I mean, they brought they they have completely remade their roster with not just young guys or just like maybe's, but with actual you know major league talent that are in need of a fresh start. That some of these guys are in need of a fresh start. Your Will Myers, some of these guys who are proven and just enough, somewhat proven and just enough. Some of them's proven player. Yeah, someone else who need a fresh start. I would say is uh, Matt Kemp. Definitely Matt Kemp. And guys were battle tested. James Shields. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a big game, James, who we stole from James Worthy. Right. Um, this is. It's it's been a very interesting offseason for the San Diego Padres, and yet we still don't see them being the top team. Well, let's talk. Let's save that for that. Let's talk about James Shield first. Talk about him and then the team. Are you surprised at how much he got, or was that around your expectations? As late in the offseason as it is, no, I'm not seventy-five million. Because there was rumors that he was angling for 110 million, or they had 110 million, which was never going to happen. Right. So 75 sounded about right, based on where we're at now. When we're you know a week and a half into February, but I think 75 million is overall is less than what I would have expected him to get. I think if he had signed earlier in the offseason, yeah, you're probably looking at getting 90 to $100 million. Wait, you heard the rumor from his people, his camp, that said that they actually got an offer from a, a team in the nine figures, but they turned it down because they didn't want to go there? I didn't hear that. Uh, I had no idea it was to you. Who, who, who's going to pass up $110 million? $110? I have no idea. It just if, they, if he felt like the team he was going to wasn't a championship contender maybe or you know it was an AL team he didn't want to get knocked around for the next five years I can understand that <coughs> is there any team that you can think of that would offer that kind of money that you wouldn't want to go to I heard a rumor that it might have been Miami and I pro- I would have went to Miami I would have gone to Miami compared to California I mean first of all you get to keep more of your money going to Florida True. a tax free state 
I, me personally, I think it's got better weather than California. Well, no, San Diego is a great place. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. And he's from San Diego, the San Diego area. Oh, well, okay, that makes sense too. Maybe um, he was, and maybe he was just hoping. Maybe that's where he won. That's where he had his heart set on going the entire time. You never know. And you know, I think that that Miami rotation, um, is looks maybe brighter than San Diego. San, but don't get me wrong, San Diego's rotation now looks pretty good. But a rotation that features a returning Jose Fernandez, who else? Matt Latos, who's still pretty young. And uh, perhaps Dan Aaron, who knows at this point? We don't know. Right. Um, would have been interesting, I think, especially with James Shields. And now he's going to a rotation that looks pretty good as well, I think. It looks good on paper. It's Shields to be their ace, followed by, let's see if I can get all the guys' names right. Tyson Ross. Tyson Ross. Um, Andrew Kastner, Ian Kennedy, and I have no way in hell I'm going to get this right. Oh, that one right there. Oh, Dreesen or Despagne? We're going to roll with that. Despagne. Is, is he a legitimate number five candidate? Yeah. I mean, he filled in a few for a few games last year, I guess. Well, I'm just going by so far what Fangraphs has at the, um, the lineups. See, before the season, they had Ross, Kastner, Kennedy, Despagne. And Morrow, so I'm just putting... Uh, Brandon Morrow was also a number five candidate. And so either Morrow or Despagne, whichever one of those guys that can slide in fifth, they really... One's going to be the fifth pitcher, the other one's going to be a long man, so it doesn't really matter. But you're talking about... I I would say it's an okay rotation. I like... Let's go back to what they did last There's year. There's a lot of innings eaten up. In that rotation, yeah, isn't Ken, it? Yeah, Kennedy is, is a fine star. He pitched 200 innings. Tyson uh, Tyson Ross, I would say he got a little lucky with his ERA, but he's still a good pitcher. Andrew Cashner is the one guy that I don't feel confident about because he's always hurt. and he has, but, but he has the most upside because of that fastball. It's like everybody raves about Andrew Cashner. For years, people have been raving about Andrew Cashner, and he really hasn't put it together. I'm, all the upside in the world is great, but if you're not on the field to actually use it, yeah, you know, what's the point of it? And I don't have any any words about the the fifth starter, so we'll just leave that alone. So I think it's a fine rotation. I think it gets a boost playing playing in Petco Park, <laughs> which is good for. Sorry. Which is good for Shields because the last two or three years, going his uh, his strikeout percentage has just completely has been going in a downward t- t- trend. Right. So it's a good thing he's going to a place that uh, you know that ballpark will help him. The problem is his defense won't help him. No, that's true. <laughs> um, it's a spacious outfield. Mm-hmm. You've got Matt Kemp who's got a bad wheel. Two bad wheels. Two bad, yeah, okay. Two bad wheels. Did he have back surgery as well? Sure, why not? Throw it in there. <laughs> no, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, he was a ter- he was last year with the Dodgers. He was a bad left fielder, a right fielder. He's also had hamstring issues. I yeah, think. 
I mean, he's what, 31, 32? Mm-hmm. He's getting older, and as we always say, Father Time is undefeated. Uh, so he was a terrible uh, right fielder last year, and uh, Myers can't play center field. He's gonna. He's, he's gonna have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's and Upton, you know, Upton's okay in right in left field. He's, I think he's a pretty good left field uh, left fielder. But it's still their outfield is terrible. I mean, <laughs> James Shield is now a fly ball pitcher. What happens when you're giving up fly balls and your defense can't catch them? <laughs> you get lit up. I mean, I think you know he's. I think he's going to bet, you know, Shields will at least benefit from the non-DH factor. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that's one of the main takeaways you can you can look at. Despite the bad defense. Or that's like the one thing that can kind of ease the, the lack of quality def- defense for your team. Um, I mean, he really did pick a good Division to go through. You got three pitchers parks Mm -hmm. in San Diego, LA, and uh, San Francisco. He might get lit lit up in Colorado and Arizona, especially in Colorado, Colorado where, you know, baseball's going to die. I think more so Colorado than Arizona because Colorado, if their lineup is healthy, that's a pretty dynamic lineup. Arizona can't really say that about Arizona. We've been saying so about that for about Colorado for like the past five years. When healthy, they're a good team. No, we've been saying that since they uh, were an expansion team in 93. It's like, when healthy, they're good. Well, that's awesome, but they were only healthy, what, that one year, 2007, when they made the World Series? Yeah. Every other year, it's like, oh, you're getting 115 games out of whiskey, hopefully. <laughs> and then Cargo, the last couple of years, 120 is the high, so... So, where do you see this team finish right now? Where do you see this team finishing the year? Same division. division. Yeah. Um, with all their additions, with everything they did. At this point, I can't see them finishing any higher than third. How many wins would you give them? If I put the over-under at 82 and a half wins. How many did they win last year? They won 77. Uh, over-under 82 and a half? Mm-hmm. I would go slightly over. I think they're at least an above 500 team now. I think they have enough pieces in place. Um, that bullpen is pretty pretty much intact from last year, I, I want to say. And the rotation, I think, is not bad. I think it's you know not as bad as... Uh, it's better than it, it's definitely better than Colorado. It's definitely better than Arizona. It's better than it was a week ago, right? Colorado. Who? I don't even know. I'm starting with Colorado and Arizona. So you're right there. I think it's better than both of those put together. Uh, for me, I I agree with you on the over under. I think their team that hits about 83, 84 wins might make uh, a run for that second wild card. But I don't see how you can put them over the Dodgers or the Giants. I mean, the Dodgers just won 94 games and improved their pitching staff. And the Giants, I'm, I expect them to have a little bit of a step back. But still, they're, they're the still world, the defending champions. They're still the defending champions. you got to give them a little respect. Absolutely. So I would say Padres are probably three. They're, hmm. you, okay, let's go. At worst, I don't know. 
I want to ask you about the wild card race. Do you think they're better or worse than the Mets? Better. Uh, I think the Mets are better. The Mets pitching is fantastic. Uh, Better or worse than what we were just talking about earlier, the Marlins. Ooh, boy, that's a tough one. Oh, man. I'm going to say, right now I'll say better. No, 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 no. I'm going to say the Marlins are better. Marlins are a lot younger. um, And young guys that... And they have have, two superstars and Jose Fernandez and Giancarlo Stanton. Right, and they have young guys that are technically considered seasoned now. Ozuna's been in the league for a couple years now. He's still pretty young. Yelich... Has been in the year. I'm, a, I'm expecting a breakout from Yellis this year. Yeah, this, this should be the year. Fantasy. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure you know about our fantasy. Still down? No, it's up now. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, I just reactivated the league today. So cool, cool, awesome. Can't wait to hear the complaining. I, <laughs> I'm not emailing the the or messaging the group anymore. Um, they'll find out eventually, right? I'm back to the number. Um, Padre is better or worse than. The new look Cubs. Better. Think they're better? Yeah. How's what so it's John Lester and that rotation. The offense isn't as good yet. I think people are, are already factoring in the Chris Bryant presence and he hasn't played yet and he's not going to start the season. Um, and he's not guaranteed to be a dynamite. Need a player right away, um, but no, no young guy really is except for Trout. I guess really is the best, the old, like the one outlier. And even Trout was terrible his first 100 bat, the bats in the league. True, uh, you know what? That's true. Um, Everybody forgets his <laughs> beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Chicago is they're they're going to contend because their division is weaker. Um, but I still think San Diego has a slight edge over them right now. Until guys like, um, gosh, Alcantara, guys like uh, Soler, who were brought up last year, and Baez, the the shortstop. Once those guys... Baez, the second baseman. When they... Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah, he is a second baseman. Guess I still have uh, what's his name? Castro. Castro. I mean, Castro and Rizzo are pretty much their namesakes. Namesakes. Yeah, I mean, those guys are your anchors of the offense. But guys like Soler, Alcantara, Baez, they came up last season. They had varying levels of success, and until they, until they fully prove themselves to be. Major league worthy, then they're not. There, there's still a lot of hype behind those guys, and, and not a lot of proof yet. So, I think um, the established players that are on San Diego's roster right now have a slight edge over the potential that those three additions to the Cubs lineup have currently. That's the best way to put it. Best way for me to put it. The Padres have better pitching, but I trust the Cubs' bats. 
Well, and defense. They have the, and defense. They also, I mean, the Cubs have the advantage of the ballpark. I mean, that ballpark is, you know, there's going to be more balls that are going to leave Wrigley than, than Petco for sure. That's true, but there's going to be more balls in play in Petco than Wrigley, so that helps their pitchers. Yeah. Same vein. That's uh, probably be about even for me. I might give the slight edge to Chicago. Um, next, better or worse than. Can we just go through the entire NL Central? Pirates, Brewers, or Reds? Um, better than the Brewers, Reds, and Pirates? Not yet. Reds and, and Pirates have better have better lineup. Have better lineups. Excuse me. Um, more proven lineups, I guess, mm-hmm. than uh, than San Diego. Although. I don't know where I stand on Cincinnati's rotation. I mean, how can you not pick a rotation that features Johnny Cueto, who is really, really good? Was really, <laughs> Thank you for your expert <laughs> He's really, really good. That's about the best way to put it. I mean, this guy was dynamite last year. 20 wins. Slap you. Um, Pittsburgh rota- Pittsburgh's rotation has a lot of potential. Um, they don't have an established ace like I guess San Diego does now with James Shields. I I don't know. Would you? Call, yeah, that's that's what I want to know. I mean, how would you how would you describe or would you consider James Shields an ace just because of the contract? Well, this or does the does the uh, the career you know the career he's had is is that is that ace worthy? Is that you know? Would you consider that ace material? Well, for me, um, there's two definitions of the ace. One, the ace, the best pitcher on the team. And then, secondly, the ace is one of the top ten pitchers in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, jeez, I had a good guy. Um, now, right now, starting this year, Justin Verlander, he would be the ace of the Detroit Tigers because he's still probably their best pitcher. But I don't think he's the ace of the league. Yeah. And you know, thinking about it now, I don't know if I would consider James Shields the ace. Really? Who would you pick over? Maybe Tyson Ross, just because of that year he had last year. Uh, yeah, like I said, he know. did get lucky I, on that ERA. But I, I think I would rather James Shields, just because, like you said earlier, the experience factor. He's gone out there. He's pitched two hundred innings multiple times. He's been in the playoffs. He's succeeded in the playoffs. I think I would give that to him. Rather than Tyson Ross, maybe Tyson Ross would be a, for me. He's a two, and uh, with the talent, I think with you know, both of us say the same thing about Cashner. He's a three with the talent to be a one. Yeah, but I, I think the thing about San Diego is that there's such a fringe team now mm-hmm. that I think I would rather have Tyson Ross than James Shields because I would go with Ross over Shields because. Okay, if um, you're if you're a fringe team like San Diego, you're not necessarily guaranteed to go make it to the playoffs, much less go deep into the playoffs. So if you want a guy, I think I would take a younger guy like Ross. Here's the question. Here's how you figure out your ace. You have one game to get into the playoffs. Who's starting it for you? Okay, okay. That's how I. I my best guy needs to be starting for me, like Washington. 
from the Nationals is Strasburg. Mm-hmm. Really? Not um, not Scherzer or Zimmerman or Gonzalez or uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean just just just, just, just rolling out names. Uh, I have one game away from that. Uh, sorry for the Nationals. I think I'm still picking Strasburg to pitch. Interesting. I, I would have thought you'd say Strasburg. And like for the Astros, if there's one, if there, I have one game to get in the playoffs. I'm throwing uh, Dallas Keuchel out there. Oh yeah, I mean that's not that's not that hard to pick from at least from our rotation right now. Um, I don't even know. know where we, we got this tangent of aces, but <laughs> um, because we were talking about the different, we were talking about the oh because Pittsburgh doesn't have. Uh, you know that yeah that a prototypical ace. I mean, they have a burgeoning ace in Garrett Cole, um, but that's about it. The rest of their rotation is just kind of there. The average <laughs> folks, so it's just there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think I, but I still think because of that lineup. Um, because of those lineups, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh is slightly better than San Diego right now. And you have to consider, I mean, this is a team that is, it's basically, it's like an, ex, an expansion team almost, San Diego. Because you brought in so many players, so many new players that are going to start for your team. A completely new outfield. You've got a new, uh, if, if just for the art, you know, for the my point's sake, a new ace in James Shields. Um, we should really just say catcher, a number one. Yeah, you have a new catcher, a new third baseman. I mean, this is this is almost a brand new team. They got a new first base, a third baseman. Yeah, Middlebrooks. Oh, okay. Middlebrooks, Norris at catcher. I completely forgot about that trade. There's there's a lot it of new is, players. It is team. so much I forgot about the little things. <laughs> There's so many new players that it's that chemistry hasn't been established yet. Where I think I think even I think baseball you can still go with the chemistry factor. I, mean, I think you, that's important. I think a sport like basketball is the most important chemistry wise because you're moving the ball so much, you're having to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Baseball is you know since baseball is so much slower. And maybe half the game, your outfield's just going to be standing there because they're not going to get any action their way. There's still a, a level of, of chemistry that's needed, I think, to make it to for a, a baseball team a baseball team to be successful. And I don't, we don't know what that chemistry is like right now. Yes. We don't know how those personalities are going to gel. Um, you have a better idea of what Pittsburgh brings, what San, uh, what Cincinnati brings. So right now, that's why I would give them the slight edge over San Diego. And I only give San Diego the edge over Milwaukee because Milwaukee's just not that good. I mean, all the chemistry in the world, it's still not that good. It's Yeah, Milwaukee, I don't even know what their pitching staff looks like. I still I expect Ryan Braun to t- take a step backwards, to be honest with you. Still? Yeah. Uh, what about Carlos Gomez? Mm-hmm. Your boy. Yeah, my boy. Help me lead me to lead the team to the fantasy title over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, I still like him, but I feel like his batting average could take a tumble this year. He could be a 270, 260 hitter. And if, you know. Which in this day and age isn't bad. Not bad, but it's not what he did last year. Yeah. I think last year he was a 284. Because yeah. he strikes out a lot. 20, 21% of the time. Where's your, your boy, Ryan Brown. Where's your boy? Nah, he was hurt most of last year. That's that's an that was an injury that's really really tough to overcome. Thumb injury. Uh, he got that thumb injury from putting that needle in him. Oh! <laughs> well, let's stick back to the Padres. Um, we really hope this is their last move of the all season because I know our fans are getting sick of us talking about them. Right. All twelve of our fans are tired of this. Um, I think I'll ask you another question about the Padres. I can't remember. Anything else you want? I like where they're going. I don't think... Like I said, I don't think they're going to contend for a division title. But I think... It kind of reminds me of what the Marlins did a couple years ago. Spent all this money in the big names. Yeah. If you're a fan, you should be expecting like a playoff chase. Like chasing that second wild card. But I hope you really sincerely don't believe that your team is World Series ready because they're yeah. not. That's too much expectation for that team. But I like the fact that this team is is both win now and it's also in a, in a way it's almost they they've kind of set themselves up for at least the next four or five years. You've got Shields under contract. You've got Kemp under contract who. Is a big piece, you know, a big part of your overhaul. <sighs> big part of your salary cap. Yeah, well, that too. You've got, excuse me, you've got Will Myers who's still under contract for a few more years. You know, under a, a club-friendly contract, I, I would imagine. Um, you know, guys like that who, because of their contracts. Are looking or probably going to stick around for you know the duration of those deals. Um, you know, of course, you do have guys that are you know they're due for free agency next year, but um, they're still set. They still feel like they're set up to to be around for a couple of years at least. That that group of, of acquisitions from this offseason, they, they seem like they're going to be around for a couple of years at least. Most of them. <laughs> Again, you only hope that they don't go to the Miami Marlins and, you know, get to the all-star break and just start selling people. <laughs> well, the way this, their, their general manager wheels and, you know, wheeled and deal during the offseason, it could very well happen. And they still have some guys in their minor league system that we like, like um, Hunter Fenero and Austin Hedges. Really high on Austin Hedges could be the next big thing as a catcher. Yeah. Anything else in the world of baseball? I feel like we need to move away from the Padres. Yeah. Um. No, that was. I mean, that was the last big deal, really. Unless there's a trade, and I don't see any more trades, any big trades, you know, happening. Unless someone gets hurt during spring training. Right. This is like the worst sports time in between the Super Bowl and when. Um, like the baseball starts, 
baseball and WrestleMania. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the uh, March Madness, and you're into that. Yeah, I mean, I I fill out a bracket, and then once once it busts, <laughs> it's done. I'm like, okay, well, maybe next year. And I really don't pay it. And I still don't even watch any of the games. I just kind of look for the scores, and that's about it. The only thing I know from March Madness is Pittsburgh is a choking dog and will always go out early. It's <laughs> got like 12 years running. You're going to pick him this year now since you just said that. You <laughs> yeah, might, have fun with that. You might have broken the jinx. No, no way. Um, <laughs> so now we just sit back and relax and wait for you know, a pitcher and catcher's report. Hopefully as many people as possible stay healthy. There's nothing worse than going out there and uh, get on ESPN or SI and thinking that some pitcher is going to have Tommy John surgery, you know, mm-hmm. a week into spring training. Are the Astros still in Florida? Yes. For spring training? Okay, cool. So I know they were, they were trying to move over, what, to Arizona? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's more West teams out there. Or AL West teams. I guess all the AL West teams are out there. To, to be good. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Do you think now, looking back on, or looking back on the season, how guys like Singleton struggled, I guess? Yeah, struggled. <laughs> That's uh, the only way you put it. He struggled. <laughs> struggles of Singleton, the injury to Springer, the trading of top prospects now. Do you feel like that SI cover is a little premature? Still, or do you are you are you sticking staying the course with that prediction? What year did they say 2017? I think they said 2017. I'm still rolling with that prediction. This is the year that I expect them to make it over 500, maybe 83, 82 wins. Then next year. You know, go on free agency, bump that up, and make the playoffs, and then 2017, you know, make a real run. Like, <laughs> I'm not just saying this because I'm paid by the organization, but I really feel like this year is it isn't like a rebuild year. This is a serious year for to make a run at 500. Next year, make a run at the playoffs, and then year after that, serious. Uh, I was at Super Bowl, still in the football mode. Serious World Series contender. I mean, it's going to be slow and steady. I mean, look yeah. what the, you go back and look at what the Nationals have done. I mean, they've been playoff worthy the last three years. Yeah, three, two, three years. But before that, it was the same thing that we're going through. Rebuilding, getting the high draft picks, getting Strasburg, getting Harper. And then, you know, once you have – your prospects come up, and you know, it's like making making a cake. Your prospects and the guys in your minor league system that you bring up—they're the the batter, the eggs, the flour, the sugar, all that stuff. When you got that done, then you go out and go get your free agency to to help you. That's your frosting. Then you got your cake, dude. It's like almost eleven o'clock, and I'm starting to get hungry with all this kind of dessert. You gotta stop. <laughs> There's no way I mean you deserve it alone. Hey, it's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. Um, okay, that's cool. Because just the way things have been going down, I just... Um, a part of me is starting to think that maybe that prediction was a little premature. Just because of all the wheeling and dealing, I guess. 
and it just feels like we were about to we were we were close with all the prospects we had we were close to uh, we were on the verge of building that chemistry that's needed and you know all of a sudden you've you've traded away three of your top ten prospects um, and it just feels like okay how are these new guys going to gel with uh, these other prospects that are supposed to come up? You know, how, how, is, how is this all going to gel where it's, now it just kind of seems, I don't know why, it seems like it's taken a step back, but uh, just a small one. Um, but then again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if things progressed uh, the way that we anticipated. Like, if it, it would be nice if they can, like, their progression... Uh, stayed the same, and it didn't like take it. It didn't you know take a step back at all, um, even with the new players. It seems like I don't know, kind of. I don't know if that makes sense. Like George Michael says, just gotta have faith. <laughs> but I, you know, I still like the way things are going. Uh, yeah, hopefully in the next year or two, we'll. S- We'll start to see this team pursue a big name free agent, at least one. Off the top of your head, mm-hmm. or if you want to look it up, even who would be the guy you would pursue for the for the Houston Astros for free agency? I have to get a, pull up a list. So free free agency in two thousand sixteen, correct? Yes. Okay. Talk wide, look this up, please. I know Zimmerman's coming up. Ryan Zimmerman from uh, Jordan Zimmerman, excuse me. Jordan Zimmerman. <laughs> You're just throwing out random Zimmerman. Jordan oh, Zimmerman gravity. from the Nationals. Uh, Greinke, I think, can opt out after next season or after this season. That's a, that's a pretty big name pitcher at this point. Those two of the bigger names I can think of right now. David Price coming up after this season. Alright, so let's go through some big names. This goes by their 2015 cap hit. Mark Burley, no. Dave Price, yes. Lincecum, nope. George Zimmerman, Mike Napoli, Justin Upton, Ramirez, your boy, Aramis Ramirez. Uh, let's see. I want a guy who I'm looking at pitching. So the guys I'm looking at right now, David Price and Jordan Zimmerman, also take a run maybe at Rick Porcello. He's the youngest of that group. Yeah. Is he? St- he's what? Held twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. Um, keep going down this list. Cueto. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. My boy, Brett Anderson. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't wait till he gets injured in his third star of the season. <laughs> so I can pretend like that never happened. That's about it. I can't think of any, like, I, I think they're fine with catcher. Springer's first, second, third. 
Third is one place it might look well. They have never mind. They have Moran. They'll give him the job. But if your boy Dominguez isn't hitting going into 2016, outfield that might be something they look at. Mm-hmm. I don't see any like big uh, outfit money outfit I'd like to go go get. So I'm just staying with the pitching. Yeah, that's really all I can think of are just big name pitchers at this point. Because the, because the hitters percent. are the, they're locking up hitters. Yes, at a uh, higher rate than I would say they are pitchers. Yeah. Trout, Stanton. Uh, well, that's because if you can lock up either a pitcher or a hitter, you're going to pick the hitter. Yeah, Hemp <sighs> was locked yeah. up. You know, for, they get into more games and they get hurt less often. Great fielders locked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although you wouldn't want that. Right. Yeah, so I'm going pitching. Going either Zimmerman, uh, sorry, Zimmerman, Priscello, or David Price. Maybe even your boy, Giovanni Gallardo. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah. He, he's regressed for the past three years now. What's what you having rumors on your fantasy team that regress? Are you cursing Milwaukee? No, no, not at all. You had Gallardo, you had Braun. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Could you not? They were at the top of their game three years ago when I first got them. <laughs> They've, uh, and look at them now. Nosedived ever since. Go. Yeah, but I would be interested in, in Price, Zimmerman, and Cueto. Uh, if you could. If it's at all possible. If they all be had at the right price. Right. Wink, wink. Matt Latos. Um, maybe just because he is young, still he's still pretty young. Uh, but he's been in his he's been in the NL his entire career. Oh, that's true. I could I forgot about that. That's so always going to play a factor, I think. Yeah. Unless you unless you're an ace, you know, a really like, yeah a really good pitcher. A good to really good pitcher, um, you still have to have your reservations. And if you're a great pitcher, then it's a little bit easier to to overlook that that fact. Um, and right now, Cueto's pitching like a great pitcher, in, in, at least in our you know current landscape. Uh, so it's Price, Zimmerman, and yeah, Zimmerman and Trocello sure. may not be a great pitcher, but he's pitched in the AL he's AL his entire career. He's been a good pitcher in the NL or the AL uh, his entire career, so that's that's something to look at as well. He's he's going to be on a team with a pretty good defense. Well, you know, just not necessarily a really good defense. Wait, who are we talking about? Boston. Oh yeah, um, but just uh, you know, a team that has history, you know, being a good team at least. So. Yeah, agreed. With whatever you said, that I wasn't paying attention to. Anything else for the Pete's? Uh, I think that's it. Talked a lot of baseball. Talked some Grammys, music, fashion. Gotta like that. It's a little something for everybody. Little, little Pac Man. Pac Man? Oh, yeah. We'll talk more about fashion next time, maybe. You? We'll talk some fashion. Alright. Uh, music. <laughs> Who are you talking fashion with? Because it's not going to be me. I don't know. Movies? Have you watched any of those movies yet? Oh, God, no. Yeah, I'm, it's still sitting on my head. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's still sitting on my television. What movie are you you're watching? The um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, just because I own it, like that's it. Go I have to find a movie to watch, and it's like I don't know which one to get to watch. I could just lie and say I watch one. Who's gonna know? Are you gonna know? No. Maybe we should watch our favorite Oscar winner. That's our, or like, you know, an already Oscar winner. That's so, our favorite. So movie. I just get to watch The Lion King. <laughs> right. They didn't. I don't even you know what an Oscar. I just threw that one out there. Uh, they should. Have. Yeah. <laughs> Damn straight. All right. Anything else you want to say to the peeps? Um. Oh, do your Twitter thing. No, well, there's no there's no notes today. Just um, just that we are yeah we are on Twitter. We're on uh, Twitter. Believe it or not, you can find me at at underscore Garcia two eight eight. Believe it or not, <laughs> I can't deal with you. I am at BQ three two seven and follow the main site at two eighty eight underscore. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. It's uh, I've got access to all the accounts now. So oh, can... not mine. Don't well, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we hope you enjoy our new updated um, site. It's been an entire day trying to fix it, make it better, make it easier for people. Yeah. Oh, now I know what I want to say. Like you know, we talked about going forward. I should uh, be like, no, we're done. You can't talk this way. <laughs> During our, our last episode, our fiftieth episode, we talked about going forward and plans and stuff and you know I started to think of ways to start incorporating those ideas um, maybe like an interview or something like that or, or a guest um, on the show but we had this big you know big game James news so we had to we had to really cover it and we did we did it good job man good job covered it congratulations to us now I'm confused what the heck are you talking about <laughs> But the changes that we discussed, they're coming. So yes, that's what I want to say. Been on our website in the past two days. You know some changes. It's going to be easier to navigate, easier to get the podcast out. Especially if you're on the computer working on making. Actually, top secret shush shush. Working on getting a, a phone app. We'll see how that works. That'd be nice. So that might be some of the things we're going to need um, <laughs> advertising for because that might get a little expensive for me. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Alrighty, uh, well, thank you again as always for all the support. Follow and, us on Twitter for real. <laughs> ah, all right, it's late night. We're tired. So for Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later, babies. <laughs>